0: In today's show, we're looking ahead to week two in the NBA. Michael Bolton? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore and on Instagram at Locked Basketball. Today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you for also making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. And check out your favorite team's Locked On podcast across all podcast networks. All right. Week one is almost in the books. Let's get a leg up on week two for fantasy. There's always weird stuff that happens. Be careful not to panic, but make sure you're making the correct moves. Wiley trades, but don't trade just for the sake of it. Um, be really, really cautious of analysing everything and not jumping the gun on stuff. Um, it is really important in this in this time of year. But let's look ahead uh, to week two in the NBA and see what we can uh, see what we can try and uh, pull off in this uh, in this situation. Let's look at how the schedule looks. We've got a full week. Obviously, last week, we didn't start until Tuesday. So we've got a bunch of teams playing four games. In fact, half the league is playing four games this week. Miami, Portland, Detroit, Washington, the Lakers, the Raptors, the Jazz, Cavs, Pelicans, Mavericks, Hornets, Pacers, Hawks, Nuggets, Bucks, Magic, and Nets all play four games this week. Now, in a daily changes league, when you play those games is... As important as how many you play, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but the Dallas Mavericks' four-game schedule is significantly better than the Pelicans' two-game schedule or the Cavs' 2 games. Sorry, uh, Pelicans' four-game schedule or the Cavs' four-game schedule. In fact, you could even look at the Rockets' three-game schedule. That might be better than the Hawks' two-game schedule, depending on what players we're talking about. But one thing's for sure, the Suns have got a terrible schedule. Two games. This week only for Phoenix, the only team with two games. It's gonna make it hard to start any of their guys. We'll talk about that later on, especially for for points leagues. Um, maybe in category leagues, you get away with your yeah, Aiton's borderline Paul and Booker probably, but with only two games, it does nullify so much of the value uh, for the Phoenix Suns and for this upcoming week. Not not a great situation if you have those Suns on your team. So let's have a look at how the week does play out. We've got nine games on a Monday, pretty busy Monday. Five on a Tuesday ten on wednesday six on thursday busy thursday in comparison to usual seven on friday quiet friday but a massively busy saturday i think that's a halloween thing i think i guess 11 games on saturday and then five on sunday so in terms of where we're looking in in streaming well tuesday thursday friday sunday you might be able to get away with it on a Monday with a nine game. You won't on a Saturday, and you probably won't on a Wednesday. So when I'm talking streaming ideas, we're looking Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They are your low-volume days where you're going to have open roster spots to be able to grab someone off the wire and slide them into your uh, into your lineup. Now, let's look at how streaming looks for this week. The Mavs, as I said earlier, they play four games like a bunch of teams, But all four of their games come on the low-volume days. They play Tuesday, they play Thursday, they play Friday, and they play Sunday. Now, Luka Doncic and Krzysztof Pozingas, you're not adding those guys. Of course, they're already rostered, right? But it helps having them, then playing on those low days. It frees up space on other days. But what it means is when you're looking at a Dorian Finney-Smith, when you're looking at Dwight Powell, you're looking at Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway, Reggie Bullock. Hardaway should be rostered, but maybe he's not. All of these guys who are on the waiver wire, who are very fringy players, and I'm looking mainly at Powell, Kleber for deeper leagues, and Finney Smith. Like, they're the main ones. And Brunson. They're the main ones. But getting four games out of them versus, say, Danilo Gallinari. Well, he's a bad example because he's hurt. But I like, say Cam Reddish in Atlanta. They have two quality games this week. So Reddish, while he was great in the opener, I don't expect that level to continue. But if he had the Mavericks schedule where you could play him four times this week, he'd be a must-roster player. But with only two games where you're probably gonna he's going to be within your best ten players, or you know, he's going to be able to find an active roster spot. It's perhaps not going to be ideal. Same with like a Grayson Allen or a Jordan Warer with the Bucks. Look at those sort of players. Um, Paddy Connaughton, although he's not a twelve-team league guy, the Miami Heat. When you're looking at it, maybe a Duncan Robinson that you've grabbed off the wire. Only two quality games, only two opportunities to use those guys this week. It's not as good as four Dorian in a vacuum. you Dory Dorian Finney-Smith versus let's look at Kyle Kuzma for the Wizards who play only two quality games. Maybe maybe it's even a Dan Gafford who I do believe is must roster. But regardless, yeah, you know, four games versus two, it's a very very big difference. Larry marketing in Cleveland's another one. Two quality games. Like, give me Finney-Smith. Like on a per game basis, I would probably take marketing over Finney-Smith. But four versus two, it's a very, very easy decision. These teams have three quality games. The Blazers, Pistons, Lakers, Jazz, Hornets, Nuggets, Nets, and Rockets. They all have three quality games. So pretty good schedule for them. The Suns, unfortunately, only have uh, have zero. So they're two games. So even if you were streaming Jay Crowder or you were streaming Cam Johnson or Campaign, who's out at the moment, um, you're not going to be able to use those players anyway. We've got a couple of teams who do have one. Quality game, like the Wolves and the Thunder, out of their three games, only one falls on a low-volume day, and the same goes for the Gri- Grizzlies and the Celtics. So that might make those you know, decisions about you know, Desmond Bain, who I do think is must-roster, but you might only play him once this week. In Boston, maybe it's Dennis Schroeder, who I do not believe is a must-roster player at all. People will ask me, and I know everyone doesn't listen to everything that I say, and that is 100%. You shouldn't listen to everything I say, and you shouldn't actually devote the time to listen to every second that I podcast or everything that I write. It's impossible. It's impossible. But yeah, I've said it a million times. I wouldn't draft Schroeder. I, I so people go, is he, is he must roster? Like no. And especially with his schedule coming up, just the one opportunity to use him not really worth it. And it's going you're gonna run into that problem. Yeah, I'm not dropping him. But Jaden McDaniels, if you're streaming Josh Okogie or Naz Reed in, in Minnesota, yeah, there is some issues with um, with utilizing those guys for this uh, for this upcoming week. But there is no issue. When we talk about McDonald's, McDonald's has been around forever and we know that they are, it's awesome. They are sponsoring Locked On Fantasy Bars. Well, they've been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can, can come to connect. Birthday parties, after sport meetups, after school hangouts, we all have those memories of McDonald's from our lives, don't we? Like everyone remembers going to the, this birthday party or having, or, or if you live in Australia, I don't know if you have this in America, McDonald's ice cream cake from a birthday party. Ooh, the best. Anyway, after you're taking your kids home from sport or you have those memories of doing that, playing cricket, playing basketball, playing soccer, you come out, let's get some macas on the way home. Everybody remembers those things. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Should I try that even with more like voice? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Anyway, I'm loving it, and you're definitely not loving that. All right, let's go on to the next segment of uh, of this show, and we're looking at back to backs and how the back to backs look. There is a lot this week. There are a lot of back to backs. Monday, Tuesday back to back. We have the uh, the Nuggets playing that Monday, Tuesday back to back. You might be able to get value out of that. There is nine games on the Monday. You might be able to get some value out of that back-to-back, potentially. Um, So you're looking at Monty Morris, who doesn't have much value outside of this sort of scenario. Will Barton's must-roster anyway. But Aaron Gordon, who I don't believe is a 12-team must-roster player, you can get some value out of him to begin the week with a back-to-back. I don't think you're looking at Tuesday, Wednesday. There are back-to-backs there. Like you look at the Lakers have a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back and the Thunder have a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. But Wednesday is a high-volume day, so there's not much value there. The value lies in getting Tuesday, Thursdays. And there's a lot of teams that have that double double combo there. The Jazz, the Mavs, the Warriors, Knicks, Spurs, Sixers, and Rockets. So adding one pl- a player from one of those teams on Tuesday gives you two games for the price of one. Thursday, Friday is the Mavs. They've got that double combo back-to-back. No one else does. And then again, not looking at Friday, Saturday back-to-backs because there's 11 games on a Saturday. So if you add someone on the, for the Friday, Saturday, they're probably not going to use them on the Saturday. So we look at Friday, Sunday, and it's the Blazers, Lakers, Mavs, Hornets, Nets, and Kings who have that combination. So you add someone from the Lakers, maybe you're really desperate. You add Carmelo Anthony. You get two for the price of one there. There's something in that. PJ Washington Jr., if he's dropped, well, I'd add him anyway. Well, by the time you get to Friday, I might have decided to drop him, but I'd add him at this point. But you get that freebie, that two-for-one Friday-Sunday. And then if you are in a really good position to head into next week, on the Sunday-Monday, there's two teams who have that combination where you can add them and play them Sunday, but you also get them for the Monday. So that's one less acquisition that you need for the next week. So the Hornets and the Blazers have the Sunday-Monday combination heading into next week. Now, if we look at a streaming plan, the Mavs, as I said, they're the ones to look at. We start on the Tuesday and they play four games on low-volume days. Hardaway, Brunson, Finney-Smith-Powell. They are all great options to get four games out of those players for one waiver wire add. The Lakers are also a great way to start the week. Now, there's the players on the Lakers aren't particularly good, but as I said, Carmelo Anthony, maybe you look at him as an option to add there. Maybe if you're super desperate, you look at Kent Bazemore, but you get three games, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, out of the Lakers players. That's pretty solid. Right? Getting that value from one waiver wire add is, is pretty good. Now, Dwight Howard, maybe. DeAndre Jordan, definitely not. Um, It's unfortunate. We don't know if Wayne Ellington's going to be playing or what Malik Monk's role is going to be. We know Nunn's going to be out and Aries is going to be out and Horton Tucker's going to be out. Maybe they give a little bit more to Austin Reeves. He looked pretty good in that game against the Suns. There is some value there. And then, yeah, so that, that takes up... And then, then the other ones you're looking at are sort of ones and twos. Like, you know, you add a guy on the Tuesday, Thursday from that list of teams that I mentioned before. But then if you get to Friday, Sunday, Monday... That gives you value at the end of the week. And then, heading into next week, the Blazers and the Hornets play three games. You add a Blazers guy, maybe it's Larry Nance Jr. If someone dropped Norman Powell or Robert Covington, you add them anyway, but you you try those guys. Or the Hornets, as I said, PJ Washington. Maybe it's Cody Martin for deeper leagues. Callie Oubre Jr. is going to have some great value at the end of the week for the Hornets with that schedule. Let's look at some front and back loading stuff. The Clippers don't play on the weekend. So any of your fringe Clippers guys, whether that is, now by the time we get to the weekend, Reggie Jackson and Eric Bledsoe might not be fringe Clippers guys. So you're probably going to hold them, but maybe it's a Batum. Maybe it's Marcus Morris. Maybe it's Terrence Mann. I'm not sure. But they don't play the Saturday, Sunday. And then to begin the week, the Kings, the Grizzlies, and the Suns do not play until Wednesday. We've already talked about the Suns' poor schedule. But the Grizzlies, that's a rough go of things. Only three games for the week, only one quality game, and you don't play Monday, Tuesday. I'm still holding um, Bain and Melton, but that reduces the value of Kyle Anderson. It probably reduces the value, or definitely reduces the value of Brandon Clark. Um, It probably reduces, or definitely reduces the value of Stephen Adams even as well. And then the Kings. Too many people are rostering Davion Mitchell. It's going to be rough for him to begin the week. Um, yeah, Mo Harkless in deeper leagues there. Yeah, you're not dropping Halliburton or Fox or Heald or any of those sort of guys. But it is worth mentioning that they do not play uh, until Wednesday. So let's look at some weekly league ads. These guys are available in over 50% of the advanced leagues. And what, when we talk about advanced leagues, these are leagues that are put, we get the data through Yahoo of leagues that are played for money, so cash leagues. Um, it's, not a, it's not a perfect number, but those numbers do tend to reflect reality better than the overall Yahoo roster percentage numbers. So these guys are all available in 50% or more. So we've already talked about Dorian Finney-Smith a lot. Grayson Allen, I think, is worth a look. The Bucs have four games for this week. This is more for weekly league, so you're not as concerned about the Bucks only playing, or you're not concerned literally at all about the Bucks playing only two quality games. Drew Holiday probably is going to return, but DiVincenzo won't. Brooke Lopez might still be out. So Grayson Allen, you can probably add him and start him for his four games. Yeah, Royce O'Neal might seem like a, 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 he doesn't do much. But again, four games of Royce O'Neal. It might get you 26 points, but it might get you 20 rebounds. It probably gets you actually 25 rebounds. It might get you four steals. Like might get you six triples. Like there is enough there where he becomes borderline startable. Lamarcus Aldridge with four games. I don't know if the Nets are going to sit him on back to backs. He had he looked horrendous in game one and then he blew up on like 80% shooting in game two. I don't really like I don't think he's gonna be a must roster guy, but four games, all at home. They do have a back-to-back. Um, actually, do they have a back-to-back? No, they don't have a back-to-back for the week. They have one, I believe, coming into the week of the Sunday-Monday is their back-to-back. So they don't have one actually during the week. So maybe he sits the Monday, but there could, could be some value there. And then um, Franz Wagner. The Magic have the four games. I don't know if Gary Harris is going to be there. Wagner's going to have a pretty good role. Trim Rikiki could remain out. Four games from um, Franz Wagner does make a bit of sense. Um In terms of guys that we can look to sit, again, depending on how your roster looks, but these players have minimal games. RJ Barrett, we know that he has some issues with efficiency. Only three games. Calden Johnson, he has some issues. Now, he had a great second game and a bad first game, but the fact that historically he's been a below-average nine-cap player and there's only three games, I'd consider sitting him. Two games for Mikhail Bridges. He's a guy to sit for sure. Um, Seth Curry with three games. He's an option for me to sit. Steven Adams with only three games. And then Alperen Shengun, who's rostered in a ton of spots. But in in Daily Changes League, they got three quality games out of those three games. That's awesome. Right, but in a weekly league, I'm not starting Shengun with only three games uh, coming up for the week. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But what does make sense is getting yourself a box of the best tasting protein bar ever. Of course, that is Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar comes in amazing flavors. Orange, strawberry, salted caramel, mint brownie. Coconut and, of course, the goat cookie and cream. But not only are they delicious, they're also healthy. Four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. But the big one, 17 to 18 grams of protein and only 130 to 180 calories per bar. These bars are delicious. They taste like candy bars. They're also healthy and they're also cheaper. 15% off. Head to built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off built Bar, which is, of course, the best tasting protein bar ever. Ever Okay, let's head into the last bit of today's show. We're looking at points leagues and some players who might be ads in a weekly points league. These guys are rostered in under 50% of uh, Yahoo leagues. Gary Trent Jr. I don't like him in category leagues, but I do like him in points leagues. He's starting now. He's an ad. Cole Anthony, I think with Fultz out, and Harris in trouble. Now, Anthony has been bad so far, but he's worth an ad. Precious Achua, I think we can look to him, Um, again, up and down, one bad game, one good game. Hard to know what he's going to produce, but four games for him. Um, And points leagues don't care about his poor free throw percentage. LaMarcus Aldridge we talked about already, and we've already talked about Franz Wagner there as well. And in terms of guys you can sit, Buddy Heald, Mitchell Robinson, Kyle Anderson, the Suns, Booker, Paul, Aiton, and Bridges in there as well. And I'd also be sitting Cade Cunningham. I'd sit Cade Cunningham in Category Leagues 2. He's going to miss the beginning of the week with that ankle injury. Who knows when he returns? I wouldn't bother starting him, despite the fact that Pistons have, what, they have th- uh, four games this week. Um, I just wouldn't bother risking starting him in a, um, uh, in a, uh, in a weekly league. There's, you don't know what he's going to play, so there's not, no point in starting him there, guys. That'll do it for today's show. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Ring the notification bell. Just flick it like that. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.